Hey everyone, what's up? It is Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and welcome to podcast episode number 305. So this week we're hanging out with Nick Ryans of GhostRingTactical.com to hear about his recent personal test that he ran to decide if adding the latest tactical trend of red dot optics to his handgun was an advantage or a disadvantage in a personal defense scenario. Now, I myself have been wondering if this is just something that all the cool contractor dudes with the long beards are all using for show out at the range, or if there's really something to it from a tactical shooting perspective. Now, I really liked Nick's evaluation, and he had some great tips to share if you're also considering going down this optics road. So I know you're really gonna love this in-depth evaluation. And hey, don't worry about taking notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you with this week's free show notes, including a handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet covering all the main points. All you have to do is head on over to www.mcsmagazine.com 305 and download it all absolutely free. And now, let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, a little bit of gun sight history here. There once was a time when the sights on a handgun were almost an afterthought. Back in the day, it wasn't uncommon for handguns to have tiny fixed sights that were barely better than nothing at all. And then the pendulum swung the other way. People started mounting optics on their guns, from laser units the size of a small refrigerator to optical sights just slightly smaller than the Hubble telescope. Well, we're lucky to live in an era that we do, setting aside the riots, the economy-destroying pandemic, the fires that almost burned Australia down, the murder hornets, the killer clowns. Oh, that's right. We were talking about handgun sight technology. Okay. All right. So we're lucky that handgun optics have gotten so good that they have. And the latest trend now is to mount a red dot sight to your defensive handgun, even for concealed carry. So it does raise the question, with every tactical operator online mounting a red dot optic to his handgun, is this something that we should be doing also? I mean, after all, these aren't the size of those older giant optics, but they're not exactly small either. So do you need a red dot sight for your handgun? What are the advantages of a red dot? What are the disadvantages? And does running this kind of a sight on your gun require a new skill set? Well, the answers to those questions and more are coming right up in today's show. Hello, everyone. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival. And with me today is Nick Ryans from Ghost Ring Tactical. Nick, welcome back to the program, man. Thanks, Jeff. Love being here, man. Always good having you on. Uh, listen, everybody, if you haven't heard any other shows we've had with Nick, uh, he is a former U.S. Marine infantryman and police officer who specializes in tactical training for the real world. An urban warfare specialist, Nick has developed life or death skills in everything from tactical firearms to hand-to-hand -hand combat, including Muay Thai, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Kempo, American Boxing, and Krav Maga. He's an expert instructor in handgun, rifle, and shotgun skills for personal and home defense. And Nick has assembled a top-notch team of instructors for his jam-packed training camps, as well as an online training portal for long-distance learning, a variety of self-protection skills. Now, to learn more about Nick and his operation and Ghost Ring Tactical, make sure you visit him online at www.ghostringtactical.com. Now, Nick, um, I, I saw you. I saw this um, this article that you put out to your to your newsletter, and uh, it really kind of. I've been seeing these red dots on these uh, on on everybody's guns. I see them in the magazines now, and so this is the big trend out there. And I've always kind of strayed away from this. So it wasn't anything that I was really all that interested in, but. I follow your stuff, like, and, and you had a very interesting, like you did your own test of it, and it's really to come up to your own conclusions. And so I really wanted to kind of get your, your feedback on this. I, I guess I want to start out with the people that maybe aren't reading the tactical magazines or don't know what we're talking about. So 
we're talking about a red dot scope for it. And specifically, we're talking about handguns here because I think people have seen them like for carbines and things like that. But for a handgun, this is, this is really kind of building up more and more momentum here. So, so what are we talking about with the red dot and how did this become so popular as like this trend for optics? Okay. So uh, again, I, I kind of held off on, on the, the red dot thing too. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't, I don't need that. I can, I'm good. I'm good with my iron sights. Um, but uh, I kept seeing, you know, the, the, the trend going toward those red dots. And, and I think it got that way probably, I mean, again, I don't know the, the exact history of it, but it's probably exactly the same way that, that red dot optics became popular for carbines, you know, because back in the day, you know, people fought it as well. They're like, I don't need, uh, you know, optics on my carbine. I'm good with, with my iron sights. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. But then, you know, once people started switching over, we found out that, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to acquire our targets. We're, tar we're acquiring our target a lot faster with, with that red dot. Uh, we found out that we're more accurate at distance uh, with that red dot instead of using our iron sights. And then we saw that on, on when we're shooting rapid fire, you know, we're, we're being able to acquire our, our red dot a lot faster than, than trying to pick up, you know, the, the, the front and the rear sights. So that allowed us to get more rounds down range. And that's why I think that a lot of people started switching to red dots for their carbines and we're seeing the exact same thing happen uh, with pistols as well. Yeah. Yeah. This is something that when I, when I saw it, I was like, okay, tactical um, tip number 300,493, you know, and, um, but I mean, I do like a red dot on my carbine. I do have a red dot on my carbine. I like it for all the same reasons that you just talked about. Um, for a handgun, I always, I guess my brain was just locking into, okay, low profile. I need to be like super low. I don't need this thing. However, when I really started thinking about it after, after I read your article, um, I run my sights a little bit differently than, than 99% of people out there. And I really run, run like a, a ghost ring, like I, which is obviously weird because that's the name of your company too. That's what I've always called it my, myself. But, um, so, so when I started thinking about it, like it really can help me the way that I run my sites. But I, I think, so you did this analysis, like you came at this, like from the same, from the same thing. Like, I don't know if this is really something for me, but let me test it. And yeah. so let's start out with what maybe your, your, um, your first, like maybe the obstacles you had to overcome, but like what you discovered also, like, what are the disadvantages? So for the, okay, what are some of the disadvantages of running a red dot on your, on your defensive handgun? Okay. So uh, the biggest and most popular con I could say uh, for most people switching over is the ability to find the dot quickly. Um, it's a different skill set. Um, you know, when you've got your, 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 you know, front sight and rear sight, you know, your, 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 as you're drawn out, your basically your front sight is kind of guiding you up. Um, but with a red dot, you've, you're drawn up, you're coming up on target and if you don't have the red dot straight out in front of your face, a lot of times you're going to see guys kind of moving their gun around because they don't quite see the dot yet. Um, and it takes practice. I mean, just like anything else, it takes practice to get used to, uh, the draw stroke on drawn out, you know, not, not tilting your head down, not contorting your body in any way and just getting that weapon straight out in front of your face, um, where you can actually are picking up the red dot and you're picking it up quickly, especially in a defensive, you know, handgun. It's like, if you're drawing that weapon out, you, there's a problem and that you need to deal with. And if you're not able to pick that dot up quickly, then that could be a problem. Um, so that's probably one of the biggest, the biggest cons is, is just the, the training that it takes to learn how to properly draw that weapon out of the holster uh, to make sure that you're picking up the red dot uh, and you're not trying to find it. Um, other, uh, the next probably major con that comes to my mind is cost. 
Um, you know, not all of us are, are, are rich these days, especially with all of us being, you know, a lot of people being losing their jobs because of the pandemic and all the other nonsense. Uh, so the cost is another con because, I mean, most of the red dots out there are going to cost probably around the same much, same cost as the cost you to buy the, the gun. Um, and then it's not just the cost of the optic, but you got the cost of now you've got to put suppressor size uh, sights on it uh, for, for iron sights. Cause again, you're never going to want to just rely on technology. Uh, you always want to have backup iron sights on there in case technology goes down. Uh, so you got to switch it. You got to pay for, for, you know, uh, suppressor size heights, uh, uh, suppressor size, uh, heights for, for your, your, your optics or your, uh, front and rear sights. You got uh, base plates. Okay. So if you want to use a different base plate uh, to mount the weapon, uh, to mount the, the optic on the weapon, you got to pay for that. Um, so, and then there's, there's the gun. It's like, you can buy the guns that are already milled, uh, for the red dot to go in, or a lot of guys are getting their, their slides of their weapons milled, uh, so that that optic can actually go right into, uh, the slide of your weapon. So, um, those are probably, probably the two biggest cons that, that, that I've heard and that I've seen personally. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. Cause I think a lot of people, well, there was a couple, I think things that people would assume before I actually hear that one is that it's kind of like, well, you don't even have to aim anymore. You don't have to, like, it's got a big red dot. Like how hard can that be? You've got it. It's, it, you know, how, how difficult it can be. You don't have to right. really it all that much or anything like that. And it really is, it really is different. And then the expense to go in there just to try to figure out if it is actually yours too. So, so let me ask you about that. Is it better than to like, if somebody's going to test this, I don't know if I should say this for later on, but I mean, um, like that is a big investment to like, Oh, this really sucks. I really don't like this thing. Yes. So is there a way to like, maybe, find a like um do they rent these out at, at ranges now i haven't seen any of that, that mm-hmm. I've seen. not that i've seen so what i did was i found a buddy that already went through it before me <laughs> so and i i used i used his gun first just to try to try it out and I, honestly when i first started out i didn't like it i didn't like it okay i tried it out and i'm like eh. Uh, and then we, we battled on the dueling tree together. So, and I could, I beat him on the dueling tree with my iron sights. So I got ah, whatever. I don't need to do this. Uh, but again, I kept reading, I kept doing the research. So I'm like, you know what I need, I need to put more time into this instead of just shooting it one time and deciding that no, it's not for me. Um, so uh, I decided that, you know what, I'm just going to take the plunge. Um, I'm going to buy a brand new gun with, with the, the slide already cut out and just fully invest into it. And then if I really don't like it after that, then I'll go back to my, to, to, to my gun with just my iron sights. That's, but yeah, but the cost is, is a big one. Yeah. Good point. All right. Listen, we've been talking with Nick Ryans of ghostringtactical.com about the pros and cons of using a red dot sight with your defensive handgun. So obviously we have a lot more to get into with this, including why you might not want to attach a red dot to your weapon and why you might want to attach a red dot to your weapon what exactly you should be considering giving a red dot a solid try and tips and tricks for your own range test to make sure that a red dot is really the right choice for you. Now, all that and more is coming right up, but first check out this special message. What if everything you knew about how to stop a violent attacker with your gun was wrong? Discover the advanced tactics you must know now to protect yourself and those you love with a firearm. Check out our free book, Stopping Power Secrets. Inside, you'll find such no-hold-barred shockers as one, the three most common myths and misinformation shoveled out by movies and gun range know-it-alls. 
that could get you killed in a real-life gunfight. Two. The cold, hard truth about your personal weapon's ability to be a one-shot man-stopper. Three. What coroners know about selecting the right ammo for your firearm that you don't. Four. And the simple training trick used by Abrams tank crews and commercial airline pilots that will prepare you for a real attack even better than your best day at the range. Don't place your family's safety in the hands of Hollywood fairy tales and hearsay. Claim your free copy of Stopping Power Secrets now, now. at www.stoppingpowersecrets.com. And now, back to the show. Okay, we're back with Nick Ryans of GhostRingTactical.com, helping you decide if a red dot sight is a good option for your defensive handgun. All right, so so Nick, we've talked about some of the disadvantages and, and some of the kind of the assumptions people might have that would that would avoid at them giving the red dot a try. But what are some of the and with your own tests also, and you came in as an as a naysayer, but what were some of the the, the advantages that you found once you actually gave this thing a test and as you've been training with it since you made the switch? Um, so the, probably the biggest advantage that I saw to it was uh, based on the focal planes. So instead of having three focal planes with, with iron sights where you've got your rear sight, you've got your front sight, and you've got your target, you've got three different focal planes that your eye's trying to play with. And, you know, like we all, we all know, we, we, you know, when we're getting into engagement, we have to focus on the front sight so we get accurate hits and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to the red dot, that changes the three focal plane now down to just one focal plane. So now what we can do is we can just focus our attention on the target and just put our red dot on that target. And then if, if you know, we need to send rounds down range, then we do. So when it comes to defensive, um, you know, handgun training or, or, you know, carrying concealed and that sort of thing, the biggest benefit is being able to focus on the bad guy, being able to look at him and see, is this guy coming at me with a knife? Is this guy got a gun? Is this guy just holding the cell phone? He doesn't need to be, you know, lit up right now. It's like, we, we need to make sure that our brain is being able to focus in on the threat or non-threat. So we know how to deal with it. Um, and if we're, we see it multi, we see it over and over again in our training when we do when we do um, uh, scenario drills, uh, where we we're using UTM rounds, so they're actually firing you know the paintball rounds out of the gun. But we see that every time they get into an engagement, I mean these aren't even real life engagements. The, we're always focused on the bad guy. We're always looking at the bad guy. We don't we don't unless you train it over and over and over again. We don't naturally focus on the front sight because our brain wants to look at the threat. We want to look at that bad guy. And that's what I see is the biggest benefit to red dot is now we can, we can focus in on the bad guy. We can look through that little glass that we've got and we can see plenty. And all we've got to do is put that red dot on him. And then we can actually see what he's doing with his hands uh, through that glass and then decide if it's a, if it's a shoot or no shoot scenario. Yeah. Yeah. That, the, the best answer I have for that is amen. Like that's like, that's the whole reason yeah. why I run my sites so different than other things because we, people tend to, they just keep preaching like front sight, front sight, but your brain really does. Your brain, number one, wants to see what threat is coming at you full speed. So it know I mean, that's, we're designed that way. But then for legal purposes also, like, no, I, I didn't see the guy. I was focusing my front sight. I didn't know it was a, a cell phone he was pulling out and things like that. So yeah. And that's actually, that is the reason why I started really thinking like, hmm, this is really worth something for me, for me to check out. So, so let me ask you about this. Um, so now I'm, now I'm, I'm jumping ahead to me on the range now. Okay. And now it's become such a, like a cool trend that I know some people, uh, how do I even say this? <laughs> you know, I, I hate looking like I'm the tactical operator on, okay. on the range, you know? So, so there's people that would say like, look at me, I'm such a badass. I have a red dot. And I'm like the opposite. Like, you know, look, I'm not, I'm not, 
wired anything in here because I think I'm a tactical operator. I only run stuff that I really believe in that I want to try. So, um, so other than looking like either a really cool operator on the, on the range, what are, um, who is kind of the best candidate that you found, especially if you've been training with other people or you have, you have buddies that have been doing this as well. And, and when you're running your, uh, your camps out at your, uh, your training camps and things like that, what have you found to be the, like the best candidate? Like for those list, those people listening, who should really think like, okay, yeah, this, this is really something that um, I should test because there's a, the, the, the cons are, I mean, sorry, the pros are going to really outweigh the cons. Right. So uh, we don't tell people, it's like, if you can't shoot with iron sights, switching over to red dots, not going to help you. You're still not going to be able to shoot. Um, so when it comes to making that choice, like when am I ready? It's when you have become very proficient with your iron sights and you've already basically mastered the fundamentals. All right. So you've got your stance down, you've got your grip down, you've got, you know, your, your draw is, is the same every time. Um, you know, you've mastered side alignment, side pick. So all the, you know, trigger control, breathing, all of the major fundamentals, you've got those locked down. You're a great shooter already when it comes to iron sights. That's when I say that's when it's time to make the make that, make the change on switching over to a red dot because you've, you've mastered those skills and because you never know, you may need to use them again. Cause if that red dot for some reason goes down, you know, you've, you've got the backup iron sights on there and you can transition right back uh, to what you've done with, with training for iron sights. So you've got to be a master with the iron sights first, then you can look at and do transitioning to the red dot and then relearning uh, or, or learning a new skill set uh, with that platform on there. You know, something else I, I think I remember seeing in your article also is that um, people who may be older that have a hard time seeing their sights, maybe their, their eyesight's doing a little bit more have yes. you found that it is an advantage also for people that are older that it's more vibrant there? Like they'll have a better target to be able to focus in on? Yes. Uh, we've seen that where people that are wearing uh, glasses or uh, people that need reading glasses or that sort of thing that they can actually, it's going to help them out a lot more because uh, they can really see uh, that red dot. Um, they don't have to try to find that, that front sighting no more. Um, they just, they get that red dot, they put it on the rad guy uh, and then they're good to go. So yes, we've seen that as a, as a huge benefit for them. Well, I would think especially people that do have glasses, we talk all the time about how a lot of most attacks are going to happen right up in your face. There's going to be a, there's very likely you're going to have a struggle there. So if you wear some, if you wear glasses and they get knocked off and all of a sudden now you're, you're like Belmont Scooby-Doo, like looking around for your glasses and trying to like, so I would imagine that having a little bit more of something that stands out more as a site or even like low light and things like that might also, I can see some of the other advantages there perhaps. Oh yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, you know, and it's in it that there's, there's, again, there's a lot of different, uh, red dots out there these days. Um, uh, but you know, with, if you're looking at buying them, um, one thing that I've heard people make a mistake on is buying, um, some of the red dots with, with the larger red dots. Um, so you want to try to go with, uh, you know, the, like a, a one or a, a like a 3.25 MOA red dot, uh, instead of the larger ones. Cause what, what we've heard is that, um, that the, the dot being as big as it is, especially when you get back to some, you know, distance 25 yards and that sort of thing, it really covers up a lot of the target. Um, so especially defensive shooting, we don't want that red dot to be large enough where it's covering up our bad guy. And we really can't see what they're doing because our red dot was so big uh, that, that we couldn't really see what they're doing. So, you know, if, if, if the, if they're looking at buying them, just make sure to, to go with one of the smaller, the smaller dots with whatever brand, uh, you know, they go with. That's a really great point. That's a really great yeah. point. All right. So for somebody that does decide, you know, this is something that I definitely want to test out. What, what do you recommend to them? I mean, how do, 
Are there drills they can do? Like what, what tips do you have for, for them to really give it a solid try, but to determine, like not go in there and just, oh, I can see the dot. Oh, my shot groups aren't as tight as they are with my iron sights. It's no good anymore. What, what do you recommend that they actually do to really figure out that this is something that they're going to continue to practice and train with and it's going to be a benefit to them? Okay. So first off, I recommend just dry fire the hell out of this thing. Um, when I first switched over to mine, I was doing 50 draws a day. Uh, just, just because I mean, again, my draw stroke was fine. I've been doing this long enough that I'm, uh, I'm, my weapons coming out of the holster the exactly the same way every time. But for me, I just wanted to make sure that as my weapon came out and it was coming out in front of my face, I was able to pick up that red dot, which I said was probably one of the biggest cons to this is, is learning how that weapon needs to be pushed out in front of your face to make sure that you can see the dot and pick it up quickly. Um, so dry fire, a ton of dry fire. So first off, you know, you need to make sure that your draw stroke is good. So if you're, if you're not, if you haven't been presenting your weapon out of the holster enough, then get the reps in, get those reps in every day to make sure that you're drawn out the same way. And if you're, if you're carrying concealed, you better be drawn from concealed. Don't be, you know, putting on your battle belt and drawn from there. Is that, you know, is, is that realistic? Is that where you're going to be drawn from? It's a different draw stroke. Um, you know, I practice both, you know, cause I carry appendix when I, when I'm uh, going concealed and if I'm on the range, uh, teaching, then I'm usually wearing a battle belt and it's off to my side. Um, so I try, I practice on both just to make sure that as I draw the weapon out, I can pick up that dot. Um, so multiple, multiple, uh, draws with uh, being able to pick up that dot. So what I do is, uh, right now I did 50 draws a day, uh, two handed when I first got it. I'm now down to, I do 20 draws a day now. Okay. With two hands. Um, then I switch over and I do 20 draws a day with my strong side only because that's one mistake I made is I drew out with two hands only. And then when I got up to teach and I had to do, and I had to teach a, a strong side only technique and I drew it out, I'm like, Oh no, <laughs> where's, where'd the dot go? Cause it's, it's a different, it's a different draw stroke. The guns tilted in slightly. So you've got to see what the difference is when that, when that weapon comes out. So I threw in now I do, I do 20 draws uh, strong side. And then if you want to, you can do um, strong side, two hands, and then switch over to your, to your support side only to kind of get a feel for kind of how that hand is going to be positioned to make sure I can pick up that red dot. Um, so that's when it comes to your, you know, your dry fire stuff. Um, oh, another dry fire drill is the time drill. So once you've got the, the draw down and you're able to pick up the dot quickly, then start timing yourself. You're like, okay, I put a, a three by five card on the wall. Um, and then I draw out and then I, I set my uh, shot timer, uh, and I set it for, uh, three seconds. So you can start off at three seconds. Okay. It, it, you know, just to get you on it. So you should be able to get out, draw that weapon out, get on target and pull that trigger before that buzzer goes off. Okay. Once you've mastered that, bump it down to two seconds. Once you master that, bump it down to one second, or again, kind of whatever, whatever skill level you're at, but get it where you're timing yourself, where you've got to get it in that certain amount of time. You got to get that red down that three by five card. And then, and then, uh, get that trigger pull, uh, to really speed up that time. Um, then when you get out there in the live fire range, uh, one of the biggest things you're going to see is your follow through. So once you make that first shot with that red dot, it's interesting to kind of see what that red dot does and then see how good your follow through is to see if you have a good follow through Do you, is that red dot coming right back on target where it was. Okay. Or is it off to the left? Is it off to the right? Is it high? Is it low? Um, and you're going to, you, you can pick up some of the mistakes that you're making based off what you see that red dot do. You know, is the red dot dipping, you know, as I go. So are you anticipating the shot? Okay. Are you, are you pulling to the left, pulling to the right? So you can, you can actually use the red dot to self-diagnose kind of some issues you may be uh, having on the range or, or, you know, with your, with your basic fundamentals. Mm. Um, and then the last thing would be um, when it gets to rapid fire. 
Okay. So I like to shoot fast. Um, so when I got out there and I started seeing kind of, it's a lot different. It looks different than when I, when I'm, when I'm firing quickly and I'm picking up my front sight, then a red dot bouncing all over the place and knowing when I can pull that trigger again, based off where that red dot is, you know, cause it's bouncing. And then right when it comes back and across where I needed to, then I pull again. And then you see it bounce and then it comes right back down and then boom, I can pull again. So, um, you know, those are some of the drills that I found to be the most beneficial uh, with getting accurate um, with, with again, a new red dot on your under pistol. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And go find, see which one of your buddies have red dots so you can borrow theirs instead of yes. fortune just to test it out. Awesome. Yes. Uh, Nick, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate this. Cause I mean, this, these were questions that I really had. I know a lot of our, our listeners do as well. So uh, I'm really glad you, I was really happy when I saw your article and, um, and that you actually put this thing through the test and they didn't just regurgitate what everybody else was talking about in magazines and shit. So uh, <laughs> awesome. Very cool, man. Listen, everybody. Um, if you haven't been over to Nick's site, I mean, he's got a really robust, like I, it's, it's hard to find this quality of, um, of instruction inside of like an online training platform. Uh, it's really, it is really robust and it really is made for the real world. And it's backed up also by the training camps that he's running as well on the live fire range. He's got a great group of guys there that are, are expert instructors as well. So um, if you've not checked out the website, make sure you go over and check it out over at www.ghostringtactical.com. Until our next Modern Combat Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash modern combat and survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.